so we are starting uh, a two-week series on, I think that, that's it. I was going to actually, you know, make it a surprise because it was kind of a secret, but it's not now because you know what it is. <laughs> secret to breakthrough. Because we believe, like Jesus, you know, he's promised us breakthrough. He has. He's promised us to have breakthrough in our life. But sometimes the challenges in life and in reality of our circumstances can look so different from that. Nothing like breakthrough. But in this next two weeks, we're going to hear about how we can live a life of victory in Jesus because he's already paid the price. He's already paid that price. So we are going to do secrets to breakthrough. Just let's close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Father, that you're here, that you're mighty. Oh, we love you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for that as your word flows today, Father. Lord, we just pray for ideas. We pray, Father, that you'd bring life and light and revelation. Whatever we need today, Lord, we're asking you, Father. We trust in you. Quicken the word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. I had a picture of a damn war. A damn war. A damn wall. A wall that's at a dam. How about that? A wall. I didn't know that was going to be a tongue twister. So if you've ever seen a wall at a dam, they're massive. They are massive walls. And I had a picture of like this big, huge sledgehammer. It was the sledgehammer of God coming and smacking that wall. Because, you know, there's walls in our lives that we need breakthrough from. There is. There's walls. And whether it's with family or whether it's with sickness or whatever it is, there are walls sometimes that we're just having so much trouble smashing through that wall. And so this hammer is smashing it, and there's nothing happening. But do you know, if you, you know and you've ever broken concrete before that, you know, you can hit it, and you can hit it, and it doesn't look like any, anything's happening. But it's actually affecting the integrity of that concrete on the inside. Yeah. You can't see it yet, but it is. Every blow of that hammer affects the inside. So every blow against that damn wall was affecting that wall. And I saw on it, and it was written, uh, I just saw J-E-R-23. 29. It's a scripture reference. It's a scripture reference which says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? We need the word of God to break every wall in our lives. He does. He, like, so you just never know. And eventually, that blow, you know, I just saw this big hammer coming. That's our prayers. The big hammer coming, that's us reading the word of God. The big hammer coming, that's us declaring the word of God. And then it smashed a little hole in the damn wall. And then water started to trickle out. But what happens? When there's a little hole, you keep hitting it, then it just start, it starts to look get easier. I mean, it's still up, but it gets easier. So you keep hammering. And eventually, there was one blow, and the whole wall came down. Now, was it, should we have just saved it for that one blow to uh, make the wall come down? I'm like, no, no. Every blow that happened made the wall come down. Every prayer that you pray, you don't know the effect that it's having on your situation. Every time you declare the word of God, you don't know what it's doing on the inside of you. Every time we read the word of God, 
This is what happens. It's like blow by blow by blow. And those things can make a difference. So some of you here, you may need, we prayed for healing for you, you may need a breakthrough for health. You may need a breakthrough in finances. You may need a breakthrough in relationships. There's so many things that we need breakthroughs in. I mean, I, I've prayed for breakthrough after break, breakthrough, I think. Uh, but when we take the hammer of the Word of God to it, we know that it is working. It is working. Every prayer, every declaration, as we read the Word. So I'm going to look at two uh, people in the Bible. One of them's a king and one of them's a servant. The first one is King David. So in 2 Samuel 5.20, it says, So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of the place Baal-perazim. Like breakthrough is like a sudden burst. I mean, you can see that when that hammer hits and the water starts coming out and then when it breaks, it just bursts out. It's like a sudden burst. It's like a breach of water. It bursts out. It, it, it opens. Like burst means to break open, to be forced open. So the place of breakthrough was Belperism. He named it that. But what we're going to do is look at his story. So it's like a sudden, dramatic, uh, important advancement in a breakthrough. So... I've found that uh, nowhere in the Bible is there breakthrough without someone seeking God first. Every breakthrough in the Bible, God has been sought first. So when you seek him, he leans in and he hears, he hears you, he hears your prayers. So, you know, it says that in um, Psalm 77 too, it says, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I sought the Lord. When I'm in trouble, I seek the Lord. When I'm in trouble and, and in despair, I seek the Lord. It's in the Word of God. So I'm going to start at the beginning of that little story about David. So it starts, and I've actually got my Bible today. Like, look at this. Look at this Bible. Amazing. I love my Bible. It's my study Bible. It's a bit messed up, but... I've heard this thing that if you've got a messed up Bible, hopefully that means that you're not messed up. The more messed up your Bible is, the more you're unmessed. Is that even a word? I don't know. I, don't, I think no, they just made that up. That was awesome. No. <laughs> but anyway, if we, but if we look at uh, in 5.17, actually, we're not going to go. In 5.17, like, it's, that's where it starts. 2 Samuel 5.17. It's when the Philistines heard David had been anointed king over Israel. They went to attack him in full force. How's that? David's just triumphed. He's just been anointed as king. Doesn't that happen? You know, you have a triumph in your life, and then all of a sudden, there's a trial. Triumph, trial. High, low. High, low. Oh, yeah, well, that's just life, just saying. But that's, that's what happened. He, he, he became king, and now the Philistines think, right, we're going to attack him. And in the face of opposition, David doesn't back down. David seeks God's guidance. And in 2 Samuel 5.19, he said, So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Into your hand. 
I'm thinking, like, doubtless deliver. Like, even that, I'm like, what is that? But, you know, he will do it. He will surely do it, deliver them. So he asked God first. That's what he did. He asked him first. You know, when we have battles in our lives, do we ask God first? If you've got a legal battle happening in your life, you need to ask God first. Do I, do I face this battle? If you've got a financial battle going on, are you asking God first? Ask God first. You know, if you need to confront somebody, do you ask God first? Like, we ask God first. Because God, no, so God had answered him like, yes, go, go. Because I'm going to deliver the Philistines into your hand. So as he sought God's guidance, God not only told him to go, but in the, in the Bible, it, it gave him a specific strategy on how he was going to win. One idea from God can bring your breakthrough. Today, I am believing that God's going to give you an idea for whatever you want breakthrough for, because he is able. One thing can change your life. One thing can change your position in life. You can go from, uh, you know, like doubt and fear to faith and hope. One thing, one thing from God. So he he asked him. uh, And then in 2 Samuel 5.20, it says, So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of this place is Baal-perazim. And that is... The Lord, Belperism actually means the Lord who bursts through. How God is the God of breakthrough. He is the God who bursts through every situation. Believe it. There's been situations you've already been in in your life. You know that God has burst through for you. If you're new today, believe me, God can burst through for you wherever you are. Maybe having a relationship with God is where he's going to burst through today. And you'll have an opportunity to do that a little bit later. But he is. He's the God of burst through. So my first uh, point, I guess, my first point of breakthrough, and the, I've only got two of them. There's so many ways we can break through, but I'm just sharing two today. And that first one is seek God's guidance. See, David, didn't, he didn't rely on his own understanding. He didn't think, oh, well, the last time I went into battle, I did this. I'll do that again. He didn't. He sought God's guidance, and God gave him a strategy to overcome the enemy. We can do that. We can seek God's guidance for our breakthrough. And it doesn't matter whether it's big or small. If it's enough to worry you, it's enough to pray about. Yeah. doesn't matter whether it's big or small. Oh, if you're praying for, you know, the, all the pegs to line up with the same color, yeah, that's not big enough. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, big or small can be anything. Bless you online. Hello. So, you know, God has given me many strategies over the years uh, to, I, I think, like to earn money. Like, and, but I first thought that he wasn't giving me a great strategy. About 10 and a half years ago, I had a full-time job. I earned very good money. I was well-paid, and I loved my job. And um, I got offered a day a week here at church to be the business manager. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and I'm thinking, like, there's just no way. <laughs> just like that. I'm thinking, like, why would I do that? I love my job. This is a bit like the whole pastor thing. I, I love my job. Uh, and I, I love the people that I'm working with, and it pays a lot more money, just saying. So that was, so, and that, so I'm thinking that in my mind, I'm thinking that. And I have this thought like, maybe I should ask God. I don't really want to, because I'm a little bit scared. But I'm thinking, nah, 
He, he wants to bless me. He, you know, he, he wants the best for me. Like, he's going to say, don't do it. So, so, I, so I ask him. And of course he says, do it. I'm like, no. We've had the amazing Margaret Appleton. She's volunteered for years and done four days a week. And you want me to go work there for one day? Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking like, wow. But it was so clear. I'm thinking, are you kidding? I don't know how I'm going to survive on one day with church pay, just saying as well. But anyway, but, but I'm thinking, oh, well, now that I've asked, I'm going to have to do it. I'm committed now. And uh, so I didn't know, though, at the time, God was actually starting to walk me in my core. I didn't know that then. And this is it. This is why sometimes when you ask God, it's not what you want to hear. It doesn't make sense to you. You just think, why, why, why would I even do that? Why would I give that much money in vision builders? Why would I do this? Why would I go and serve at the homeless hub? Why would I go and serve at Red Frogs? Why, why would I even do things like that? Why would I come to church every Sunday? God's got a plan. It says that in the Word of God. He's got a plan for every person, not just for me. He's got a plan for you, a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. That's the plan that God's got for you. Now, at that time, when I made that decision, I did not really think that plan was going real well. <laughs> Boy, you know, he might have... Because it's what I saw with my eyes, and I think, wow, that's crazy. But I didn't know that when I did that, God was going to more than repay me financially, which is what he did. Because I, I did, I hit a little bit of hardship, financial hardship, when I made that decision, Things changed in my world, and all of a sudden, I found myself on uh, that I didn't have enough to actually pay my mortgage that I had at the time. And I'm thinking, well, God, you know, you got me into this, and <laughs> you need to sort it out. <laughs> but, you know, but that, isn't that it? With a breakthrough, we just want God to sort it out. Yeah. We do. But do you know what? We are actually part of it. We have to do, there's stuff that God's going to ask us to do that we don't like. There's, got, there's stuff that God is going to ask us to do that is hard. We're going to probably have to work. We're going to have to do things that we, like, that's what happens though. He's not going to just drop our breakthrough on us. We're going to have to press in. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to get around good people. We're going to have to get, get around, get prayer for it, whatever it is. There are things that we need to do for our breakthrough. He is not going to do everything for us. He helps us in our breakthrough. So I'm like, come on, God. Like, what are you doing? And anyway, he gave me one idea. It was a breakthrough idea. And that one idea, I just thought, whoa, that sounds like it might work. I didn't really realize it was actually a strategy that was already around, but I didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. He told me about that, and I put that strategy in place, and earned extra money that covered all my expenses within the next month. That's what happens when God is a God of breakthrough and he puts you on the path that you're meant to go. That's right. To our eyes, you think, that's silly, that's stupid. Why would I do that? But if you've heard from God, and that's the main thing, it's not you deciding that you're going to do that. If I decided, oh, I'm just going to give up my full-time job and I'm going to go work one day at church. No. That wasn't me thinking that. That was a God thing. So it's not about our great ideas. 
It's about asking God for his ideas. When we've got an idea, ask him, should I do it? Should I do it? So, so what the great thing about that was, it's like spending time in prayer, reading the Bible, all those things. That's how we seek God's wisdom. But also, we just, like, we've got, you know, find a mentor. So find someone who loves you. Be in a, a group, you know, someone, your connect group leader who loves you, who cares about you, who can stand with you. Your group stand with you and get prayer. And be around like-minded people that can help you. People that have already overcome the breakthrough that you want. You want to be around people that have already been there and done that. So, for example, Pathfinders, uh, I think we, did we mention Pathfinders? Pathfinders is on this Wednesday at uh, 6 a.m. And this, every month, one month, it's a, a, a wisdom and a panel with great things about, uh, about finances or business, what, all that sort of thing. And then the next month, it's prayer. Pastor John started that, I don't know how many years ago now, but I've never missed one of those prayer meetings ever, ever, unless I was on holiday. Because I know I've had so many breakthroughs in my finances in that prayer meeting because I'm praying specifically about finances. When we actually concentrate on what our breakthrough is, we will get the breakthrough. So Pathfinders is on this Wednesday, 6 a.m. It'll be next door. And uh, Jay Bowen, stand up, Jay. Jay's our Pathfinders director. Let's give Jay a hand. He's awesome. So Pathfinders is for anyone, uh, if you're in business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a manager, if you're a leader, or if you're wanting to be any of those things. Everyone is welcome. Anyone can come to that. Come. Come and find out. So if you're, you've got financial issues and you need a financial breakthrough, I'd suggest you go there. Okay. All right. So that's the first thing. Seek God's guidance. Now, the second person in the Bible that I'm talking about is a servant. Her name is Hagar. And in, uh, this is in Genesis 16. But Hagar was a servant who faced uh, challenging circumstances due to her connection with Sarai and Abram. Like that was their names in the next chapter, Chapter Genesis 17 is when their names changed to Abraham and Sarah. But they're actually Sarai and Abram at the moment. So Sarai was unable to have a child. So she came up with a great idea herself. She thought, wow, what I'll do, I'll get my servant Hagar to sleep with my husband so that we can have a child that way. What kind of a plan is that? What? That's nuts, right? But that, that was her plan. But this is what happens when we have sometimes, I mean, I've had great ideas like that, not that sort of idea, but, but, but just clarifying, but ideas that were not from God is what I mean. All right. So anyway, she gives Hagar to her husband and Hagar becomes pregnant. Now that she's pregnant, all of a sudden there's tension between her and Sarah. Sarah, I'd say, she's like, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, you're not, you're not. So I'd, I don't know what was going on, but Sarai was kind of jealous and thought, right, this is not cool. And so, and so she mistreated Hagar, and Hagar ended up running away into the wilderness. So in the desert, Hagar's there, she's feeling alone and uncertain about her future. Isn't there times when we feel uncertain about our future? There's so many times that I've felt uncertain about, our, 
about my future. So Hagar, she encountered, while she was out in the desert, in the wilderness, she encountered an angel of the Lord. And the angel came down to reassure her, like, Hagar, everything's going to be okay. But the angel instructed her to go back, to return to Sarai, and submit to her authority. What? Even that, that irks me. I think, well, remember that boss that's mistreated you? Like, why should I submit to their authority? Because God... The angel of the Lord told her to. So she, so she does. So she's filled with hope now because, oh, my goodness. And right, right there in that place, she calls the Lord our Roy. That actually means the God who sees me. Do you know that God sees you in your despair? God sees you in your hurt. God sees you in your sickness. He is the God who sees you. So she, she names him Elroy, the God who sees me. And she realizes like, okay, I don't really like it, but I'm going to have to obey. So if you hear from God, you actually need to do what he says. Yeah. It's not, no point in hearing from him and then just doing your own thing anyway. We're, we've sought guidance, but if we hear from him, we do what he says. So she does. She goes back and she returns and submits to Sarai. And uh, in time, she has the birth of her son, Ishmael. So it just reminds us, though, when we're in challenging situations, when life gets tough, that we can trust God to see us. So Hagar, you know, there's importance in her, what she did there. She surrendered. She surrendered her will and obeyed God. When we surrender our will for God's plan and obey Him, we will have breakthrough in the area that we're looking at. You know, so, and it does. Sometimes it requires us to trust God's plan and walk in obedience, even when it doesn't make sense. God sees our pain. He sees our struggles. He sees all those things. So we trust in Him. So my second point is to face your problems. First one, seek God's guidance. Second one, face your problems. Running away from your problems never solves anything. Hidden things are things that make us sick. Things that we hide from other people. Things that we don't want other people to know. They do. They hurt us. Sometimes we just need to talk it out. If there's something that you've got on the inside of you that you know, like, oh, I just need to talk this out. I just need to talk with somebody about it. Well, then find something, a friend that can keep quiet. I was going to say something else then, but if that can keep quiet, can keep your secret, find them and share, and share that with them. Like, I had an investment property, uh, and it was going to make me so much money. I was so excited. Yeah, and I was new to God at the time, and I was doing things in my own strength, and uh, the, the economy changed. Like, we're having a, an a change of economy right now, like there's some things that you, so I ended up in this terrible situation where I was, to keep that investment property, I was pouring three grand a month into it to keep it, but to pay that three grand, I was increasing my debt, oh, so I was growing in debt by $3,000 a month, but I was thinking, no, if it just sells, I'm going to make all this money, but the economy had changed, there was no way that I was going to make what I thought I was going to make out of it. And you know what? I felt so stupid. I didn't want to tell anybody. 
I don't want to tell anyone about it. See, this is the thing. You know, when, when, when you think, oh, whoa, you know, I've just made a mistake here. I, I want to run from it. I don't tell anybody. And then I wanted to blame everybody. You know, it was the real estate guy who sold it to me. It was their fault. You know, like, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to blame everyone because that's what happens when we run and we hide and we hold these things on the edge. We're looking for someone else to blame. But really what I had to do is just face my problem. I had to take responsibility. You know, there are things in our lives that we need breakthrough, but before they can happen, we need to take responsibility of where we are right now. We need to face it. We need to look at it and stand up and think, right, okay, all right, well, God, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I, I might, I've done the wrong thing, or it might be to a person, I'm sorry I've done the wrong thing, but I'm praying that, you know, God, you will help me get through this. But we need to take responsibility and face the problem. So I was blaming the financial advisor that told me to do it in the first place, all sorts of things. And then eventually I did. I asked God, like, well, do I, you know, who should I blame, God? Like, whose fault is it? And like, what shall I do? You know, how am I going to keep it? How am I going to keep it? And I heard him so clearly. He said, let it go. Let it go. I'm like, no, because I knew that when I let it go, I was going to be $100,000 in debt that I was still owed on that place. But I sold it. And I was $100,000 in debt. And you think like, whoa, that's some breakthrough. But it was a breakthrough for me because I was just so relieved. If I'd kept doing that, I would have lost the house that I live in now. I would have lost everything. But it was a breakthrough for me. And uh, I no longer had that thing hanging over my head. Do you know when you go to sleep at night and there's this thing that keeps you up and you think, oh, I just can't get through this. I, I don't want to think about it, but I keep thinking about it. I can't stand it. That's when you need a breakthrough. But I was no longer like that, constantly thinking about how I was going to sell this stupid house. But in the end, you know, failure is not the end. It's an opportunity to grow. I learned from that so, so much. I, not only did I learn from it, in the next year, I made 100 grand, not through, not through property investment, but for an idea that God gave me. So, because he wants the best for us, right? We know that. So he's got big plans for you. So those are the two things, like... When we're faced with circumstances when we need a major breakthrough, we need to seek God's guidance and we need to face our problems. And we can do that. We can do that. Let's close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for every person here. I thank you, Lord, that you see them and the breakthrough that they need. I thank you, Lord, that you love them, that you pour out your spirit upon them, Father, that you are the Lord that burst through. I thank you, Lord, that even when they pray, they will see that dam bursting through, that you can burst through for them. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.